Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today I have the great pleasure of Sarah Alexander. Welcome, Sarah. Hello, how are you? I'm well, good to see you. And um, I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about you um, and uh, explain who you are and uh, why you're on this podcast. Um, so you're the Managing Director of Lewis Brownlee Accountants, who are a forward-thinking accounting, tax and financial services group that combines expertise, new ideas and a commitment to keeping promises. Uh, that's a, I like that at the end, keeping promises. It's very good to have that in business. Um, you are a, a, obviously a, a qualified accountant yourself. Uh, you yeah. trained in Manchester, and you spent some time working in Gibraltar, which is interesting, I uh, did. before you came back to the UK. So uh, interesting stuff there. And so first thing I always ask everybody who comes on my, my, uh, my podcast, just purely because I'm really nosy, is uh, what do you love about what you do? Um, it's all about the people, I think, um, what we do as accountants. I, one of my colleagues described being an accountant as a bit like being a counsellor. Um, you spend lots of time talking to people, listening to their issues and challenges um, within the organisation, obviously the people that work for you, but also our clients come to us when they've got um, a challenge, uh, an issue, um, a problem. And we spend lots of time talking to them, getting to know them, getting to know their businesses and helping them solve those issues, which is incredibly rewarding. And every day is different because of that nature. You know, I can't predict day to day. I try and plan my day um, and it sometimes goes to plan. But often, you know, just lots of things crop up and it keeps, keeps you on your toes and it makes for a very interesting working life. Excellent. It's interesting that you said it is people and um, not that I want to put accountants into boxes but i'm probably going to put you in a box right now you always think it's about the numbers and the and the and the pounds and and spreadsheets and everything else and it's actually oh, I love got, those too. yeah I absolutely it, it, love people's the thing you like isn't it it's interesting because yeah. it is people that are involved in businesses you deal with yeah i think it starts with numbers a lot of people um go into accountancy having enjoyed doing um maths at school and things um and for me, that was part of the reason. But it evolves into um, something quite different. And then you realise, yeah, sort of a few years in, that actually the rewarding bit about this is the what do the numbers tell you? What's the story mm. of the accounts? What does that tell me when I read a set of accounts? I'm trying to understand what those are telling me in relation to that business. And so many people, clients will just say I don't understand the balance sheet I don't understand a profit and loss account and what our job is is to make those numbers make sense to, to those clients mm -hmm. um, and yeah you can see usually in the numbers um, if there are any challenges problems things don't make sense so so yes there's a lot of numbers but actually it's the people that's the really rewarding bit yeah that's good that's good to hear and, and it's have you always wanted to be in that world of accountancy uh, I did um, I grew up in Manchester. I did um, my A-levels and hated sixth form college, so didn't want to go to university, but said I would go in a year, take a year out and see what happens, and got a job as an AAT trainee 
in a very, very small firm um, in Stockport and never looked back. Did two years AAT, did the ACCA, uh, just loved it, really enjoyed the study. I didn't want to stop studying, um, but didn't feel that university was the right route and just had met some great people, again, mm. with, with um, great organs, only a very small team, but really great people, really supportive. Um, and then these, an opportunity came post that, went off to Gibraltar, which was um, a great experience and came up and found myself on the south coast and joined Lewis Brownlee in 2003. Um, and yeah, I've been a part of there since 2004, so it's quite a long time, 17 years being a partner. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. So we've had a, a probably an overused word, an unprecedented year um, <laughs> yeah. in, in this, well, 18 months is coming up now. And um, and I'm sure that's been quite challenging for you, uh, and obviously personally, but also as a business. I'd like to understand, has your your leadership changed in the last year in response to that, or or it might not have done? I was wondering how you, how that's been any different or not. Oh, it's changed massively, I think. Um, like I said, I've been a partner, so in a leadership role of some sort, even though quite junior, for 17 years. Um, the first seven or eight years, I had a senior partner who was the leader of the business, and I've been the managing director of the business for six or seven years. And I think um, you, you're not, as an accountant in particular, one of the, we, we're taught how to do accounts and how to do tax, but we don't, we're not really trained at all about how you run a business and how you um, manage people and leadership and all of that is something that um, happens or we, you know, I go on various courses and get support and, and things like that. And it felt for me, when lockdown was announced, we had a couple of weeks before we could see that it was likely and there was lots of panic about getting everybody to work from home but it was great we've been um been paperless for a number of years so it wasn't that in itself wasn't a particular problem the issue was making sure people had the right kit and the right mm. um connections and things but in terms of the work we did that wasn't an issue um the biggest challenge though was just the massive uncertainty surrounded it surrounding everything and it felt that I'd been training the last 17 years as being a partner as to properly lead this business now through what was just unprecedented like as you say most of you but it it absolutely was um and the main focus for me was communication you know I didn't know what was happening I didn't know what was what we were faced um we the first thing we did was get everybody settled in at home did a risk assessment of all of our clients we're very fortunate in the accountancy profession in a lot of our income is recurring fee Uh, but we wanted to assess where our risk was and we had lots of clients in retail and uh, hospitality events Mm. and all that so we had to think about it from the point of view of the effect on our business but also be in a position to support them through what was happening um and and yeah it was it was trying to you know I felt that everybody was just looking around going what we're doing what we're doing and it was up to me to be that steadying force um and tell people what we were doing and it was initially we were doing a a team's call three times a week 12 o'clock on a Monday a Wednesday and a Friday a check-in SMA check-in about what was happening um and that was very well received lots of questions coming through about what we were doing and I was just as honest as I could possibly have been and said this is where we are 
this is what we're reading we need to be doing in terms of the working from home and all of this um and was just wanted to be visible um vocal but in a community you know not mm. not dictating but just being let's talk this is what how we see things what do you think and that over time three days a week was too much eventually and it settled down but I still do it Friday 12 o'clock I do um a weekly check-in and if I'm not in if I've got um if I'm working I do it so I never you know if I've got an annual leave day then I'll, I'll ask somebody else to do it for me um, and we cover all kinds of different things. And I think that's the biggest learning thing for me throughout that time was just being visible, approachable and telling people what was going on. So obviously so that, that weekly uh, check-in now has become a new, a normal thing for you as, as a business. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting, isn't it? And you mentioned yeah. sort of communication and visibility. And it's interesting, a lot of, even though at times perhaps you felt you didn't know what was going on yourself and um how did you feel that in those situations where you you didn't know sometimes what to say how to say it because it was unfolding almost on a day-by-day basis how did that make you feel um tense I guess um what you know needed my focus was um the business obviously wanting to come out come out of it in a strong position for the business I focused quite thought a lot about what the staff must be feeling I asked them any questions let me know any concerns and didn't really get a huge amount of feedback but what I thought was if it was me in their position I'd be worried about my job you know Mm. that's what fundamentally what I'm worried about so I spent quite a lot of time telling them about the financial position of the business which I'd never really done before and you know sort of said you know the the bank balance is this and it's very strong and we're not carrying any debt and you know debtors are being paid blah 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 um and communicated um what sort of thought processes were were going on in my mind we furloughed a couple of people um in hindsight I wouldn't have done that if I could go back there was no need to furlough it was a quite know what was going to happen and we just felt actually we just needed to keep the finances really tight so um you know it wasn't middle of the summer for accountants were busy but it's the other end of it's the end of the year when things get really really tight so we said well actually let's furlough some people um mainly admin support type staff but also a couple of people in tax and in, in the account side and um yeah that was a bit, bit reactionary i think and we'd read that some of the bigger firms have done that so if they're doing it then we must do it mustn't we um but quite quickly we said no actually the work is still there the clients need us um we need to be able to respond to that so by explaining to people so i got interesting feedback when i talked about the finance side i get mm. some people um a comment that was fed back to me was um we don't need to know that that's nothing to do with us as your employees that's your business and really? I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I then had some other feedback. We'd furloughed a couple of people. And then another bit of feedback was, well, if the cash balance is strong, why do you feel the need to furlough? Mm. And obviously we felt the need because we didn't know how long that cash was likely to last. And yeah. whether or not, you know, we were carrying, we'd had a really good year. So our, as we went into lockdown, our debtors were the biggest they'd ever been. And um, so you go, oh, gosh, you know, so that increased bad debt, debt risk, which, again, 
proved to be uh, absolutely fine in the end. Mm. Our clients have been, we supported them and they've supported us. You know, they would ring and say, um, you know, things are tough. Can I pay over a few months? And we were absolutely um, receptive to that. So, you know, I tried to, whilst I was communicating, I was also trying to, I was listening and thinking about well, what, you know, what was the feedback I was getting, mm. how it was being perceived. But yeah, it, it was hard because day to day you didn't know. And sometimes I felt that I'd said one thing on a Friday and I'd go to the following Friday and go, ignore that. That was, you know, things have moved on already. It's a forever changing feast. So what we said then, um, I can't remember specific, maybe about coming back into the office at some point and then, mm. then local lockdown and tier two and all of that sort of stuff. And we had people, some people in tier two, some in tier three, and, you know, just that constant thing. And it just, yeah. Um, I think it, you know, I think the business, has, when we, we're, it's come out, well, we're in the position we're in now, we feel really strong and positive. Um, we recruited during lockdown. Um, I think we've got three new people that have joined us, really? who a couple of them have not even met face to face yet, which is quite extraordinary, really. Um, but but yeah, I think communication's got to be the most important um, thing and being authentic with it. So um, honest as well. And if I am asked a question that I think, oh gosh, I'm not sure I've answered to that, I answer it as honestly as I possibly can. Yeah, I think you did the probably the great things a lot of leaders who who sort of helped their businesses through this time was that visibility piece, which is people like to see somebody say, you might not entirely sure know where you're going and how you're doing it. But at least you were there at the helm and, and sort of guiding the ship in some shape or form. But also then you were communicating as best you can. Yeah. Uh, and it was certainly challenging. Besides the furlough aspect, is there anything that you look back and think, uh, based on what you know now, that you would have done anything differently? Um, I don't think so. The, the furlough was the big one. I think that put pressure on the rest of the team. Um because the work was still coming in, um, touch wood, uh, all of our clients have survived it. One or two have made the decision to stop retirement and whatever, but fundamentally. Mm. And we've replaced those because new businesses are propping up all of the time. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think the, um, yeah, the only thing I would do differently would be not to have furloughed um, when we did. By June, everybody was back. So it was only three months and it wasn't everybody for that three month period but it did I think meant that we um was pushing work further on in the year when it was really really busy but mm. it was the right decision at that time yeah you know but I do think well well yeah with the benefit of hindsight um I would have done that and, and is as your business have you changed significantly how you interact not only with your staff but with your clients uh, and is that going to stay, do you think, as you go forward? Has it opened up sort of ways of working, which actually this is a really good way of working now? I think there's going to be a balance. So I think um, Zoom and Teams and all of those things have been amazing. You know, if we'd have gone in, if this had happened 10 years ago, I don't know where we would have all been. Uh, that tonic technology was there, but it wasn't used and as accessible. I don't think it perhaps it is now. Um, so... I, throughout my life at Lewis Brownlee, I've always felt that I'm never on top of everything. I can never get ahead. You know, it's, we're very, um, things crop off all of the time. And so going back to the comment I made about every day is different. 
and um, my diary's planned, but then at the end of the day, I go, well, I didn't do any of that. I need to do that tomorrow. I think being in working from home and when I go into the office now, I try and get in at least one day a week into Midhurst and Chichester. I really resent that journey. I live about half an hour away from both offices and going into Chichester in particular can be quite problematic, sat in the car and, you know, and I really resent that journey. When I get there, though, I am so glad I've made the effort. Mm. I think that me seeing people face to face is just totally different. Um, the, the, the rapport is different. The, you just pick up more of, of the real story, I guess. Mm. And I think the same with clients. I think we can I had a, a call with a client just before this, 15, 20 minutes, just wanted to quickly check in on something. Um, so historically, that would have been done over the phone. I think a face-to-face um, video call would have hated the thought of it two years ago. You yeah. know, we're now we're all used to looking at ourselves, aren't we? Um, we are. Used to that. And you, whilst it's not quite the same as face-to-face, it's certainly better on the phone. So I think they'll become a mix of we're intending to be 50% in the office, 50% at home, um, working from home. And so I think that the virtual meetings um, will continue if it's a one or two queries we need to wrap up. If it's a big strategy thing, then it's back into the office and face to face. But yeah, I think there's been there are some businesses haven't there thing that have said right everybody's working from home from forever we're going to sell the premises we don't need it i don't think that's the right answer certainly not for us and we, we take a lot of graduates on and lots of trainees and they need that interaction and that support it's been quite difficult to support them um remotely you know when you're in the office you can see somebody staring at the screen head in the hands not understanding what, what you know what they need to do you can't see that when everybody's at home um so so yeah there'll be there'll be a balance um it's it's from i think from the client facing side what it's really um encourages to do for years we've been saying we should be doing videos we should be doing videos of um the various things that we cover you know a video on making touch digital or whatever and we've never ever embraced that whereas in the last six months we really have um, I was going to say, because I, I know you've sort of during the lockdown periods, you were doing a, a live weekly webinar and everything else. And, you know, you, you not only took your visibility internally, you went externally as well. Yeah. And yeah. and that was brilliant. And decided to give some real advice and tips on all the government announcements on tax and whatever furlough schemes, all the different sort of loan yeah. schemes. Which I found personally really helpful as well. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <coughs> We were getting lots and lots of questions and it was very confusing and it still is um, just all the various different guidance. There's lots of grants that were available, which weren't very well publicised. We were getting lots of questions about that. So in the same way that I was communicating, my focus last year was communicating to the staff, which I'm still doing. And that's just part of what we do now. It's part of our Lewis Brownlee DNA. So I was trying to replicate that to clients. Um, So, yeah, Friday morning half nine um got a bit dressed up and you know put um ready to present and that was very well very well received um we've stopped doing it live because it was becoming slightly repetitive as it's coming to the end of the furlough schemes and all of that and things have calmed down a great deal but we're, when the next thing we're expecting to be announced is the uh, the fifth 
self-employment income support scheme grant so we'll probably do some live things on that so as if something quite significant crops up that affects our clients then um historically we'd have blogged about it and we'd have sent an email which we're still doing but also with all of the every email we send now we send an email every friday and there's a video um, attached to that Um, and it's on a podcast and all of that so just trying to reach clients in the best way that suits them some people Mm. don't want to read an email some people might want to listen to it or watch the video trying to keep it you know no more than sort of 10 15 minutes maximum um but be helpful and supportive and you know these are the things if you need any more help then um obviously come and let us know and and has the the pandemic created i guess a different strategic sort of direction for you as a business or has it opened up opportunities that that weren't there and perhaps you weren't aware of um we're doing a lot more um virtual fc type support so virtual financial controller so um lots for for our own clients existing clients lots of clients are coming to us and wanting just more support and you know the traditional accountant would prepare your account six months after the account's mm. date, t- tell you your tax bill and then disappear again. I think it's what the pandemic has done has made businesses, more businesses, not all, everybody should, all businesses should really, really understand their um, finances. Um, and, you know, you don't need a f- necessarily a f- sophisticated all singing or dancing system I've got one client who does it all in a little book and that we do is the management accounts using zero and his figures always about what mine is. So, you know, um, slightly old school, but it works for him. Um, but yeah, that look, that accountant retrospect, looking back retrospectively, I think is, um, it's just so old fashioned and clients need to know where they are now and where they're going. So we've always done management accounts and we've always done cash flow planning and forecasts. But that's where we've done so much more of it in the last 18 months because it's the recovery now, isn't it? We've mm. had 18 months of, for some businesses, almost no trading. The grants that businesses got uh, for some businesses have been phenomenal. Some one or two interesting ones looking at set of accounts yesterday, they've not paid tax for it for a couple of years. And this year they are they are paying tax because they were entitled to some of the, the rates grants. Um but then the bounce back loans, you know, lots of people have taken on loans to help the recovery. And when they were taking on those loans, we would say to them, right, your 50 grand bounce back loan, repayment's about £900 a month. Pre-pandemic, could have you could you afford to repay £900 a month for a bank loan? Mm. And um, for some, yeah, of course I can, it's fine. But for others, well, I just need, the, I just need to get through this and I'll worry about that then. Um, well, you have to can't wait to worry about it later on you need to be worrying about it now because you're committing to that so yeah so much more focused on the advisory the planning the looking forward um which you know is what accountants are really good at and what we should be doing for our clients yes we do the compliance and the historic stuff Mm. but actually the value comes in this support going forward so would you would you say, and I say this sort of in in, a, in the right sense, has the pandemic been a good thing for your business in terms of new things, new ways of working, pushing you in a place of getting more visibility internally, externally? I mean, has it 
because I've seen a lot of businesses and I've talked to a lot of uh, CEOs and actually it's, although it wasn't, they didn't want it, but it actually created massive amounts of opportunities and ways of working that they would never even thought of doing. And actually it's been a good thing. I say that, I know it's not, but it's not a very good thing, the pandemic. Yeah, really, I'm but. not sure. I understand what you mean. You're not going to, no one's ever going to say oh, coronavirus was a good thing. But I think what it did do is um, it made you analyse perhaps the way you mm. operate, the way the business functions. Yeah. Um, and challenge, well, we've always done it that way. Well, why? Because we don't, you know, we've our office, we've got a beautiful barn uh, where we work from on the Witter, on the road to Rittering in, in Chichester. So we haven't got enough car parking um, for everybody to be in the office. And that's always been a real challenge for us. Whereas now I'm saying, well, it doesn't matter because everybody's going to work from home 50% of the time. Yeah. Whereas we, we had this rotor and it was all a big drama and, you know, well, why? We just don't need the car parking. We can work differently. So I think, yes, I think there has been some real close scrutiny on businesses. And what's been really interesting is people have furloughed staff and managed to maintain their income. So those people that haven't been working, uh, now for some, they, they've just maintained things and just mm. about, and I've got one or two clients where furloughed staff and then the director, the owner manager has worked ridiculous hours mm. to maintain that level of income. So, you know, there are, so that's not sustainable. Those people will come back and the business should thrive and move forward. Yeah. But I think there are some that will, will look at their, the structure, the staffing, the things that they're doing and say, well, is this is this the right position to be in for us? So yes, it has been an eye opener, an opportunity to review processes. We've done yeah. that, um, and a lot of our clients um, will have done that as well. Yeah, because I've I've seen a lot of people who have like a service like clients like yourself. You know, they spend days traveling to them, and then now they yeah. spend. A call on on a Zoom, you know, for an hour or so instead of spending half yeah. the day out. Not though you don't I agree. The in person is really good, but actually there's some efficiency. And likewise, myself, I used to do a lot in person coaching, and now though that's online, people are very comfortable with it. It's yeah. normal. Uh, obviously, I do in person. I quite like it in person, and I prefer it. But I go where with the clients. It's the rapport too. piece. I think I'm not sure you can build as much rapport. I don't know. Um, time will tell. I guess. But I think um, a good a, a mix of the two would yeah. be the way to to structure it going forward. I think. Yeah, I think you get you get to look in people's house, houses and what's going on behind them, and interesting <laughs> either pictures or books or all sorts of stuff you can see and get nosy with. Um, just before we finish, um, what's your I guess your advice, whether it's to yourself as a business or to other businesses, as we say look to recover um in terms of what will be your focus or your focus as a business right now and how you're going to sort of continue this sort of way of working and trying to get out of the pandemic gosh um for me now i'm i think that in terms of when i'm talking to my staff at the moment the main thing we're talking about is the return to the office and what the new normal is going to be um, and it's getting that right balance that people are comfortable with. And because we are a training, essentially a training organisation, like most places are, the right support for um, those staff that are working from home that are, are new, the trainees. Um, I think I 
think it's interesting for accountants actually because we've got in two years time the there'll be the final push or the big push for self-assessment to be um making tax digital for self-assessment so everything's got to be digital so at the moment that's more of our focus um getting our smaller clients we are we've got sort of two aspects to our firm really we've got the small small businesses that are sort of that sort of um compliance service once a year they've got a lot of work to be done um and i think it's going to be easier for us to to support those clients because of the remote technology that we've now got whereas trying Mm. to get to the office to train them two or three years ago just wouldn't be wouldn't be right um but then i guess it's it's what we've really learned in the last 18 months is that what i've just been talking about that advisory piece and being you know not the accountant that just simply files your accounts for you each year Mm. but also giving you the advice supporting you in your business decisions and helping you understand what's the story of your accounts Mm. business and um how best to to take that forward that's brilliant and um just before we finish, how can people, if they want to connect with you personally, but also get in touch with uh, your firm, how can how's the best way to do that? Uh, well, we're all on LinkedIn. We're quite active um, on LinkedIn. Um, the website, there is a contact us and you can email us straight from the website or just call the office. The, one of the big things that we made sure we could do when we all went worked from home was that the calls could get divert not diverted they come in by the switchboard and everybody's contactable at home um so so yeah the usual channels um really brilliant well thank you for your time today and your uh, sort of lessons from your last 18 months which i'm sure has been pretty tough uh, but you're still smiling and um yeah, so that's, yeah, we made it. that's good i do i say thank you for your time today sarah i appreciate that thank you too it's nice to see you if you like this episode then please do subscribe do share with your friends and do check out other episodes in the series. If you're looking for support and help in your organisation to create a resilient culture, then please do get in contact with me on julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.